Welcome to Holy Savior Sermons, bringing you the weekend sermons given at Holy Savior Church. Well, this morning as we gather here, we have completed one sermon series, the one we focused on, the Apostles' Creed, and we're in the middle, in between, a new series will begin for the remainder parts of November. We're going to talk about faithful presence. As we do that, let's go to our Lord in prayer. Lord God, our Creator and our King, we gather here this day to worship You, to honor You above all things, for You are our Creator, You are our King, You are our Redeemer. We thank You and we praise You for being with us throughout all of our life, for being with us through Your Son, Jesus Christ, in love, grace, and mercy. Bless us, we pray, Jesus, in Your name. Amen. So here's a question, just to kind of get your you know, brain going here, grease the wheels a little bit. Have you ever felt like you were out of place? Ever felt out of place like you didn't fit in? Now think about that just for a moment, because if anybody is shaking their head and saying no, I'm not sure that you live in reality. The truth is, all of us probably at some point have felt like we've been out of place, like we didn't fit in. I mean, most of us had spent some time in middle school, and that is usually a time when most of us feel like we are out of place, like we don't fit in. I went to Desert Sands Junior High School in Phoenix, Arizona. You know, the Scorpions were our mascots. It was Arizona, you know. And, you know, I'm a middle school student. I didn't feel like I fit in. I was not the most athletic. I was not the coolest kid around. You know, I was artistic. I was kind of a, you know, bookwormy person. I, I, I was studied. I, I was good. My one teacher would move me around. My history teacher would. He was a great teacher, Mr. Fine. He moved me around because he said, wherever you sit, they study. I mean, that makes you feel like you fit in, right? You're kind of that odd guy the t- teacher uses to make everyone else productive. You know, you don't feel like you fit in. But even in adulthood, we can feel that way. We can feel like we don't fit in. When I first moved to Nebraska, I love Nebraska, but when I first moved to Nebraska, I didn't quite feel like I fit in. I didn't quite understand the culture here. You know, I didn't quite understand, you know, why there was this great passion and love for this college football team. Oh, yeah, go Big Red, right? I didn't understand that. I kind of knew there was these guys on campus at seminary who'd wear red and kind of a little crazy about this college football team, but I really didn't understand that. Didn't feel like I quite fit in. And then we have those moments in our lives where we feel like we're out of place and we don't fit in. We feel like, you know, we are a displaced people. And maybe you feel like that right now. With things going on in in our world, in our community, in politics, maybe you feel like you just don't fit in. You feel displaced from where you belong. Now, this is exactly where we find God's people. And these words from Jeremiah 29. I should say really quick here, Jeremiah 29, we're not going to touch on the verse that says God has plans for you. We're not going to touch on that. And usually people touch on that and we take it, we twist it, and it doesn't really apply the way that we sometimes try to apply it. We're not going to pay attention to that verse. We're going to focus particularly verses 5 and 7. And before we do that, let me give you a little bit of context and background to what's going on here. The year is about 587 B.C. Israel and Judah had been conquered, and they had been carried away, a number of them, into exile. And when the Babylonians carried God's people away into exile, he didn't just carry away, you know, the the people to be slaves, like to build buildings or something like that. He carried away the artisans and the scholars and the, and the, the bakers, all kinds of different people. They were carried away from their home into Babylon. 
So these captives now, they're about a thousand miles away from home, a thousand miles away from Jerusalem and the temple. I mean, and this is the heart, the center of their religious life, their identity, their sense of God's presence with them in this life. And they are a thousand miles away in the temple, and the city is in ruins. And the people feel displaced. They, they feel as if they're strangers in a strange land. And then the prophet Jeremiah, God calls the prophet Jeremiah to write this letter to these people who are displaced, who are foreigners in a strange land. And we're going to focus in on these words here, Jeremiah 29, 5-7. Let's read together. Build houses and live in them. Plant gardens and eat what they produce. Get married and have sons and daughters. Find wives for your sons and let your daughters get married so that they can have sons and daughters. Grow in number there. Don't decrease. Work for the good of the city where I have taken you as captives and pray to the Lord for that city. When it prospers, you will also prosper. Build, plant, pray. Jeremiah speaks to these displaced people, and I find it interesting what God speaks to the Jeremiah, prophet Jeremiah to these people. They are to build, plant, and pray. And as I thought about, you know, these words of Jeremiah, you know, and how they apply to our lives today, particularly in the current situation we find ourselves in, you know, for those who are gathered here, we were talking some, and we even had that in the opening prayer about the upcoming election. You know, it, it, this is a Unless some of you can remember a time where it was more conflicted. This is a very conflicted time in our nation. We feel very divided, feel very uncertain. And we hope that it would be done in three days. But the reality is we know it's going to take a number of more days before this is all settled out. And when it's finally all done, when finally we have one who is the elected leader of our nation, some of us, one group or the other, is going to feel displaced. It's going to feel like they don't fit in and they don't belong. And on top of that, we have COVID-19. You know, we're here in person wearing our mask. We're worshiping live stream. We, you know, think about Thanksgiving and whether or not we're to gather like we normally would with family and friends. And as we look at these words that God spoke to the people centuries ago, how does God speak these words into our lives right now, into our situation that we find ourselves in? See, God is calling us, as he called his people, into a faithful presence. God is calling us to a faithful presence. Build, plant, pray. But God spoke to the prophet Jeremiah. He says, look, you're going to be here for a while. You, I don't know if you caught that also. You know, who carried them away into captivity? Well, the Babylonians did, right? But really God says, I let you be carried away into captivity. That God's people have been sinful. And so in the rebellion, he allowed this to happen to them. Not that he caused it, but allowed it to happen. In the midst of this, you know, this is what he says. Get settled in. You're going to be here for a while and be my faithful presence in this community amongst these people. We've talked before about living in a post-church culture. And more and more as we live in this post-church culture, we are going to feel 
out of place. We're going to feel like we don't fit in, like we don't belong. And God calls us to a faithful presence. Even in the New Testament, we see the New Testament writers reflecting back to what we call the Old Testament and to the current and to the future, that God's people are always the people that will feel displaced, like we don't quite fit in, because ultimately, this is not our home. Heaven is our home. Let's take a look here. 1 Peter 1, 17, we read together. So if you call God your Father... Live your time as temporary residents on earth in reverent fear. So we call God our Father. We are followers of Jesus Christ. We are to live as what? Temporary residents here. We know this is not our permanent home. We know that the earth is not all that there is, that heaven is our final destination. And we are to live that in reverent fear. Now, reverent fear isn't like, you know, we just got done with Halloween. Don't know how many trick-or-treaters you had. But it's not reverent fear as in, ah! But reverent fear means that we honor God, that we seek to follow his will, that we let his love, his grace, and his mercy shape our lives and shape our presence here in our community. Hebrews 11.13, the second portion of this verse, speaks about those heroes of the faith, as we'd call them, you know, like Abraham and, and others. And they, they were heroes of the faith. But no, the heroes of the faith of the Bible, they are faulty people. They are not perfect, not one of them. While they showed great faith, they also showed times where their faith faltered when they turned their back on God and tried to do things their own way. But the author of the Hebrews, reflecting on their faith and God's faithfulness to them, identifies them and identifies us in the same way. And let's read together. They were foreigners and strangers on earth. Foreigners and strangers. Because ultimately, this is not where we belong. This is not where we fit in. Yet this is where God has us for now. God has us here in Lincoln, Nebraska. God has us here at this moment. And we are called to be his faithful presence. Paul even touches on this, Philippians 3.20. And we read together. We, however, are citizens of heaven. See, ultimately, our citizenship, our allegiance is to the king. Just like we opened up with our song, all creatures of our God and king. He is our king and our allegiance and our commitment ultimately is to our God. And he calls us in his grace and mercy. He calls us by the power of the Holy Spirit to be his faithful presence here. Now think about, again, God's faithful presence. Let's go back and take a look at the people that Jeremiah wrote these words to. About being their faithful presence in this world. You know, it would have been justifiable if they had been hostile, excuse me, hostile to their captors. It would have been understandable if, you know, they had withdrawn from engaging the culture and the community where they lived. And it simply would have made sense if they would have been assimilated into the culture that had surrounded them. And it's easy for us to think we should do the same thing as followers of God today, sometimes we try to justify being hostile, or it seems natural for us to withdraw from engaging this world, or simply just to be assimilated in the culture around us. But that is not what God calls us to. God calls us to faithful presence. I think that's what Jesus means when he says that we are to be in the world, but not of the world. To be his faithful presence of his love. Because, you know, that reverent fear is modeling the love that God has for us in Jesus Christ. God's Son, 
who exiled himself from heaven. Exiled himself from heaven. And he didn't let, he didn't let our sin, our ugliness, our politicals, and our politicians drive him away. He loved the world. And he loves you so much that he became God's faithful presence on the cross for you, for me, for the world. God's faithful presence in Jesus and God's faithful presence of his love lived out in us, in our community, regardless of the outcome of this election or the next election, or whether or not we feel like we're the most welcome people as followers of Jesus or whether we feel truly like strangers. God calls us by the power of his spirit to be the faithful presence of his love today, here, in our community. So here's the question for us. As we look into the next coming days, week, even to the end of this year and beginning of the new year, how will you answer God's call to faithful presence? How will you answer God's call to be the faithful presence of his love, his grace, and mercy? So we think those words that Jeremiah wrote again, to build, to plant, to pray. To be God's faithful people living where he has us. Knowing that he is always faithfully with us. Let's pray. Lord God, we give you thanks and praise for the gift of this beautiful day. And we give you thanks for your presence with us. Lord, the words that you speak to us, you say you are with us always, even to the very end of the age. We're thankful, thankful that you are with us always, that you are there for us at the cross. We pray the power of your spirit working in us. We can be your faithful people, faithfully present in the world and the community which you have us now. We pray this, Jesus, in your powerful name. Amen. For more information about Holy Savior, including service times and location, please visit holysavior.org. Thanks for listening, and until next time, God bless.